you do the fight, you fought Frieza, then you had to beat Frieza, but in the story, you still lost. Yeah. Yeah, well, here was the cool thing about Budokai Tenkaichi 3. In that one, whenever you fight Frieza, you don't fight Frieza. You fight the Z Fighters. You fight Krillin and Gohan. You kick their ass. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it was cool. And it was just like a. I can't wait to play that. that yeah, that was, it was a really interesting way because now it doesn't make sense for you to beat him and then you still lost. Now it just goes with the story. Yeah, you're the bad guy here. But that's what makes it cool, you know? You, you play as the winner. Yeah, it is pretty cool. All right, well, let's sync up for the podcast. Are you ready? The Cool Beans Podcast with the coolest host around. Welcome to the Cool Beans Podcast. This is your host, Tyler Neely, with my co-host, Asa Perez. Guest host. What? What's up? What did you say? Did you say guest host again? Yes. You're your co-host. We've gone through this many times. We're doing this on the show again. We do this every single time. You're right. It's going to be like the, the, the Kenny joke in South Park. We're going we're gonna to keep doing it until it isn't funny. Yep. Then he's, we're just going to stop dying. And I think it stopped, I think it stopped being funny about up the first podcast. How? That's a way to kill a guy's comedic spirit. <laughs> I'm joking with you, buddy. So <laughs> you, you want to tell the, the listeners why we commune for another yet another podcast? No, you can do it if you want to. Okay, well, we... we, uh, we the about about the time of this recording, Baki wow. Part Three had just come out on Netflix, and we wanted to talk about. We were inspired to talk about anime fights and why we love anime fights. Oh yeah, there's some fantastic anime fights out there. I, I excuse me, I just thought of uh, one of the animes that has some of the better fights in it. Yeah, what would that be? Uh, Kengen Ashiro, however you say it. I still gotta watch know, that. Right with... You really should. Like, if you like anime fights, it's it's really good. You know, even the you know how people typically hate CGI. Well, like I'm one I, of those the... people that dislikes it. it. Okay, so it is a little jarring, but the way they use it in this one is really cool, and it flows so well because all of the fights are in CGI. Oh, okay. Well, or then like, I have no problem with like that. As long as, long as, like, the, as long as it's like not transitioning from 2D to 3D. There um, are certain parts that are 2D, but they're, no, they're not too many. And those parts that are in 2D are like, they're really beautiful. The animation is, it's, it's, oh, it's fantastic. And it's just a that really was, fun that one That was my watch. personal problem with the first, uh, I think, two seasons of Baki, uh, the Baki Netflix series, was... Uh, was this going into CG all of a sudden? Like I just watched the Dorian fight at the end of season one, and it, it really took me out of the fight when I saw them all go into CG. I was like, whoa, whoa! That just took me out of the fight for a second. Because I like the you know, t- I like what they did with season three where they kept it all two D. But you tell me there was some CG in it. Yeah, there's actually more uh, CG than you might think. It is very subtle, but the way they use it is really good. Well, they did a lot better job than they did in the first, uh, at least the first season. I don't remember. I, I got to go back and watch the second season to see if there's like that well, CG in it. It seems like their original idea was to do something and progressively make it a little more CGI and work on CGI. Sort of like how Kengen Ashida does, where it's mostly CGI. You know, that would have been fine, but they probably should have started that. But, yeah, if they uh, would have stuck, yeah. if they would have did just CGI, I would have been fine. Like do do all the do all the canon scenes with two D, 
I'm assuming that's what Kangarasha does, is all the canon scenes are 2D and then all the fight scenes are CG? No, most of it is. Most of it is CG. Oh, really? Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So there's like yeah, it's, it's, limited 2D in it? It's more of the 2D is so what's going to take you out of it? No, I mean, it doesn't. I mean, if you find CDI jarring, you know, it's going to take a little bit. But that was actually what brought me into the show because I love the fact that it was animated like that. And the fights were really good. And there's, there's some really cool stuff in there. Oh, there I, don't, really I don't mind CGI as long as your whole project is CGI and it's not just certain scenes are CGI. Like, you know, uh, like, in, I, like in the uh, Broly movie when it, all of a sudden they were doing the Kamehameha and they did the three, 360 spin around uh, Gogeta and it was all CGI and everything. That kind of took me out of, the, out of it for a second when I watched it a second time. Because I, the first time I didn't notice it because I was in the theater, I was really excited to see that movie. You know, that's how well that was animated then, because I didn't even know that was CGI until you told me. Really? No, that was, you know, not today, but, you know, whenever you told me. I didn't oh, when I told you the CGI. first time? I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even notice that. That's, that's like, a really good usage of CGI. And, that, and that's really... That's a really good anime fight, too. In Broly movie, in the... Oh, in yeah. The Super, Dragon Ball Super Broly movie, those are some really good anime fights. Oh, uh, you know what? Vegeta's fight with Broly, you know, initially... You know, the first fight with Broly? Yeah. That one is super cool. Where he's just and I really... the fuck out of Broly? <laughs> yes. Oh, that was a cool one. I didn't, you know, I love Goku, but there, for a bit there, I didn't want to see Goku fight. Oh, yeah, I wanted to see like, Vegeta Because I wanted fight. to see more. Yeah, you know, that's something and that I was And I loved lacking. how they gave Vegeta Super Saiyan God. Oh, yeah. That, oh, dude. Yes. Some complete fan service there. And... Something kind of... And uh, I was rewatching the scene when Goku is going Super Saiyan Blue in that movie. If you notice, he taps into Ultra Instinct for one second in that transformation. Are you serious? Yeah, like his hair turns into the silver from Ultra Instinct, and he has the glow mm -hmm. around him right before he turns into Super Saiyan Blue. Wow, really? That's cool. I never noticed that. But then I, again, didn't notice I never watched it. I didn't notice uh... it on my first time either. It was when I went back and watched it again that I noticed it. Well, I never watched. Well, I have. I still haven't watched Dragon Ball Super. You know, you know the anime. So yeah, I no. don't know. I never noticed that. But uh, that, I, that's probably why I didn't even notice that. That's a cool little detail. That's another one that has some good fights in it too. Uh, Dragon Ball Super. I only read the manga, but the fights in there were fantastic. I can't imagine the fights in Super being any less. Uh, uh, excuse me. I'm pretty sure because the fights are really good in the manga, they have to be really good in, in the anime too. I, I really enjoy them personally. And I watched, I was watching it weekly when it was coming out in Japan, so I was I was excited to see it. You know, I I remember the fight where Super Saiyan Blue Goku and Hit came out and that was a huge Oh yeah, we're, <laughs> for we're, lack of a better term, hit. Yeah, that was that was a big hit for sure. When he goes uh Super Saiyan Blue Kaioken times twenty Yes. That was really cool, actually. That was really cool. I mean, Dragon Ball has some of the best fights in anime. Like, like it doesn't have the best fights ever, but it has some of the best fights in anime, I think. Because it, it, that's you know, what it one, was. One thing that Dragon Ball does do really well is hype you up for the fight. Oh, yes. Because they, they set it up so well. Like, the fight like, between Goku and Cell... Oh, not just that, like Vegeta and Android, Android 19. The right. way they hype. Oh, yeah, where he, oh, where he just shows up 
and he got his theme going and he kicks Goku to Yancha or whoever or Piccolo. He kicks him to Piccolo and you're just like, oh, what's Vegeta going to do? He was out in space training. I wonder if he's unlocked Super Saiyan yet. And he's just like, yeah, I did it. And you just get his, his Super Saiyan theme coming on. Oh. The, the icy on the cake when he says, uh, can a ro- machine like yourself experience fear? Or what was, what was the and then, he, and then yeah, he rips Can an android off? such as yourself ever experience fear? And then he actually made Android 19 experience Run away fear. like a little bitch. <laughs> Let's not use... But we shouldn't cut. Uh, <laughs> what, is this a family-friendly podcast all of a sudden? No, we no, about, no, no. We were talking about molesting children the other day. No, we weren't talking about molesting children. We were talking about how we have disagreeing ideas on whether Michael Jackson did or did not do it. We don't have disagreeing ideas. We have... We have ideas. Yes, by disagreeing ideas, we're disagreeing with people's decision on whether Michael Jackson did it or not. Wink, wink. And I'm not saying he did or didn't do it. I'm definitely not saying that either. All I'm saying is, I don't think he did it. That'd be a great anime fight to see, though. Someone should animate. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Jackson versus the little kid. Uh, <laughs> and it, the promise Neverland is like the perfect title for it too. Yes, <laughs> and it's already an anime. <laughs> is, it, is that an anime too? Uh, the Never Leaving Neverland or whatever. Oh, uh, there's. I, I'm not sure, but I know Neverland is used a lot. Is it? Yeah, because like, yeah, that, I think Peter Pan. I got that's something. That's something. That's the anime I gotta watch. It, it's about the kids that have to escape. Uh, they're yeah, like they're in an orphanage. Or yeah, and, and they, I think they're being fed. Like, people. Yeah, they're being fed. That's that's dark, but it sounds really this, good. And I've I heard bet that's really got good. some fucked up shit in it. Oh, I don't doubt it. But I've anyway. heard some good stuff about it. Okay, back to uh, anime fights. <laughs> yes, <laughs> before we went so off on the tangent. So the hype. So one of my all-time favorite fights that I feel was hyped up was uh, I feel like the crowd, the crowd, uh, the and fans have hyped it up ever since they watched it. Was Gara versus Rock Lee? That is a fantastic fight, and mostly because the of the weights, rising action. When he drops the weights uh, towards the middle of the fight, oh! You and know what? Just, Whenever I saw that, he instantly became my favorite character. It's like Rock Lee, Rock Lee, I think yes. Rock Lee is the only character that, that really portrays the themes of that show. He's a fantastic character. I mean, he's all about uh, hard work. Didn't he, like, get drunk once and then fight some guy who had, like, a bone yeah. jutsu or something? Yeah, he, he has he a... Uh, ass? He has a... Uh, a, stot, a drunken stot. The drunken fist or whatever. I forgot exactly what they call it in the show. But, uh, yeah, he, he gets drunk and he's able to fight. Kind of like uh, Jackie Chan in, in The Drunken Fist. But, oh, yeah, those are fantastic movies, by the way. Oh, those are great movies. I love, like... Oh, Drunken Master, by the way. I love those movies. Oh, Drunken I love Master, those my bad. Yeah, there's two of them. Have you have you ever seen the original one? I don't know if I have. It's, I feel like I I want to say yes. It's not as commercial as the uh, you know the the Legend of the Drunken Master. Yeah. However, it's still very good. That's actually my favorite out of the two. I love the Legend of the Drunken Master. Fantastic movie, but that one is actually better because it kind of shows you where it came from. 
and his okay. master. Anyway, we're going off, but we could talk about fights like that because well, that we can just talk about fights fight. in general. Like um, we could, like Baki's current season that's out right now. Oh God, it's just it goes in when uh, great when Baki's fighting the Poison Hand Fist dude for. Well, I guess it's the he's a Sea King, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when he's fighting all him, those guys and then are Sea Kings, and the guy puts all his poison into Baki. And it basically heals Baki back to his normal self again. That was fucking awesome. And how quickly he ended the fight. Because Yujiro comes up at the beginning of the fight and says, he's going to end it quickly. And everyone thinks he's talking about the Sea King's going to end Baki quickly. And he's, no, nope, I'm talking about Baki. Uh, yeah, that was fantastic. There's a lot about that. That season that goes like, really hand in hand with what Baki really is, which is like a conflict between a dad or... I guess you could say dad is between a father and his son uh, and how Baki is trying to beat his dad or at least humiliate him, I guess in some way. But So did, so question, did your Euro kill Baki's mother? Yes. Okay. He killed her Why? after she was trying. Okay. So there's a lot to that. So anyway, long story short, Baki's mom was in love with Yujiro and he did not love her back. And so she hated Baki because, uh, partly because he wasn't as strong as he could have been, even though he had worked his entire life, and he's not going to be as strong as Yujiro like, like that. And she kind of blamed Baki for the fact that Yujiro didn't love her. So she took it out on him, and they had a falling out. And basically what happens is during their fight, like Yujiro's punching in Baki's face, and he's almost about to kill him, and then right in that moment, she realizes how much she actually loves Baki. And uh, it's kind of a touching scene, because she tries to stop Yujiro, and then he just, he kills her, basically. It's, it's really screwed up how he kills her, and the scene, the, the chapter after that is very, very... Ugh, this is one of the well, few that's, times uh, I get, I'm, like, I'm kind of I'm upset now that I asked you that. Oh, dude, it gets it a little dark that there. It was very upsetting. It I, is upsetting, I, I, and that's the sad thing. And that's why I, Baki I, I hates I want to go back Yujiro. to anime fights now and how they hype us up. <laughs> that should give you context as to why Baki, Baki says wants to stuff. fight Yujiro. Yeah, and why they have some tension, even though you know, uh, even though there is some camaraderie there. That's actually something I like. About well, that's what that. I liked about that scene when it's the when the sea uh, or when Ritsu says, "Hey." The Sea Emperor wants a five-on-five five against the foreigners, against the Chinese. And oh uh, Yujiro <laughs> is like, hey, will you join me, son? And spitting in the face of 4,000 years of, uh, of what martial arts was it? Was uh, it yeah, Chinese said? martial arts. Chinese but... martial arts, yeah. Mm-hmm. All those fights. I think those fights would... Uh... I personally really did like those last five fights a lot yes. more than the first ones. But don't get me wrong, those other fights were really good. Like, they were, well, they were well done for what they were, but these ones were supposed to be like top-tier fights. Oh, yeah. I think the uh, Yujiro's fight with, uh, I forgot his last name, but the Sea uh, King, you know, the first tournament fight yeah, where he the, just ripped. Yeah, like, he the stuck main Sea King that gave Retsu his uh, name. Yes. And, uh, and he ripped his face off. He's just... I thought that really set up like Yujiro, and that actually hypes up the rest of the season. If we're going to talk about hype, 
that really does set the bar really high for the rest yeah, of the and, and, <laughs> and how they hype up the sea emperor, like they're like, Oh, he he's lived for a hundred a hundred he's like hundred and four years old and he was the last Ritsu uh or what what's the tournament called? What do you mean? Uh, the tournament oh, he, that they're that they're in that they're that uh, only takes place every hundred years. It's a fight to become the sea emperor. Or yeah, yeah. AC Emperor, and yeah, AC Emperor. he's the only one. Yeah, and uh, and he he Kaku did hundred he did it a hundred years ago. I uh, I think he he became that after he had obtained uh, you know that style that he perf- well, he didn't perfect the, the, pap- but that the he, paper style or whatever it's called like where he yeah the ultimate the, relaxation the ultimate basically. relaxation yeah so uh, yeah I think he became a sea emperor after that. And that actually really does set up a lot of things. Like the way they use that, they set him up in that he basically goes after Yujiro and just, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's like, you're overflowing with deficiencies. And Yujiro yeah, says and then, the same. And then Yujiro reflects that back to him. Yeah, I've, I loved how arrogant like Yujiro was with that. And it was just funny. One of the and funniest then, fights, though, is whenever I forgot the Sea King's name. The guy who beat up Dorian. Oh, and... uh, Ritz, Ritsu. No, it wasn't Ritsu. It was a, it was another Sea King there, and I forgot his oh, name. Oh, oh, was... I don't remember. Yeah, he he lost against uh, Olivia. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that what was yeah, funny about that? He kind of like unimportant. No, no, not really. Because Dorian, uh, I was Dorian's, just trying to give respect. Dorian's was was an idiot at the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, basically, he just couldn't handle the fact. Or the irony of everything. That the fact that Dorian was a foreigner and had the name Seeking. No, no, not that. Like, that actually, think... not that. It was the very fact that you know he was he was he wasn't the same Dorian. He could have been. In fact, I think Dorian probably would have won that fight. Oh, Dorian but, would have smashed him. Those were great fights too. Like Dorian was. The Dor- oh. like the whole end of the first season was all Dorian. Most of that, uh, I can't. Though, okay, so all of the prisoners, are, you know, they were great in their own right. Yes, like I thought Sikorsky was going to be a lot better. I thought Doyle was going to be a lot better. And the only interesting one, the only interesting ones to me personally were Speck and Dorian. And I like Dorian that Speck was the best out of, I feel like Dorian was the mo- most dangerous out of all of them all. Yeah, I think so too. Because he actually put up the most fight. Everyone else kind of got taken out by Olivia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's actually a fantastic character. Oh, Olivia? I really like yeah, her. Yeah, he's a great yeah. character. Or how you, what do you call him, Biscuit? Yeah, that's his name, Biscuit. <laughs> I never heard the call the... him Biscuit. Oh, you know, his name is Biscuit uh, Oliva. Uh, and then it was changed okay. in, uh, it was changed in the dub to Oliver. But yeah, what's I don't funny know why is fun fact. I don't know either. You know, it doesn't make. Is it because sense. it sounds more manly than Olivia or Oliver? No, or I. Whatever? I think they should have kept it like that personally because you know the basis for the Biscuits character was Sergio Oliva, which is a famous bodybuilder back in the seventies yep. who competed with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and uh, yep. he I, he was Cuban, and I think uh, Biscuit is Cuban too. If I'm not, I mistaken. think he is because he he seems to be because doesn't. Isn't his introduction scene, he has a Cuban cigar? You know what? I never thought about that. That's actually uh, pretty interesting. But he's an interesting character. Like in a, Oh, he's in a great character. Ride. I love Olivia. He's one of my oh, favorites of the show. To... 
it's you ever notice that his how his stance is how he how his muscles rip his shirt off and he puts his hands yes. above his head that's yeah. actually a reference to the bodybuilder he was inspired by oh he, that, he did the pretty, same thing yeah that was actually people think that sergio oliva however the hell you say his name, was the only person who could actually pull that stance off and nobody has been able to do it in much the that's same cool. way that he did it. Yeah, so that's an interesting thing. That's a takeaway from that. Anyway, we should talk about the fight. So anyway, I thought it was funny that the Sea King challenged Biscuit and then all Biscuit did was just smash him into the ground and that was yeah, he just, That was he funny. Just bam! Game over. Boy, I actually wanted to get back to the, uh, the Rock Lee versus Gara. Oh, Rock Lee. Yeah, go ahead. I, because that was a fantastic fight scene because we like, we learn a lot about Gara and Rock Lee through that Yeah, they, it goes into their backstories and their moves and everything and what kind of motivates them. Yeah, and you know, I don't know anybody who did want Rock Lee to win and then he lost. And that was, oh, it was tragic to me. Everyone like, felt sorry for Rock Lee after that happened. And then when Tsunade tells him, oh, you'll never be able to fight again, it's like, What? Then he, oh. then he, yeah, that sucked. And, and then Ugh. he became one of the best, he, he, probably the second best Taijutsu person in the entire Shinobi world. Right next to Mike Guy. Which, I don't know if you've seen this one, but Mike Guy hmm. versus Madara? Oh, I God. actually have. Isn't that the death. one where the, he opens the eighth gate? Yes, the eighth gate of death. Mm-hmm. That fight is amazing. Well, tell me about it. I'm interested. So, okay. So, they figure out that the only thing that can hurt Madara is Taijutsu. Because Ninjutsu and Genjutsu doesn't work against him. So, mm-hmm. Madara, so uh, Mike Guy is like, I, I know what I have to do. And he tells everyone to step back. And he unlocks the eighth gate. And the reason why... You've seen the scene, right? Where you know how he's all red and everything? Yes. That's his blood literally boiling out of his skin. Really? I didn't yes. know that. I've only seen the. I've only seen the fight. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's cool. And then he fucking. And then he just starts punching Madara with air. His punches are so strong that he's punching through the air, and he's bouncing Madara back and forth. And Madara is actually like, "Oh my god, this is the best Taijutsu person I've ever met. This is the best fight I've ever had." With oh, Taijutsu. that's cool. And he 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 recognizes Madara. Madara, who is one of the greatest shinobi of all the shinobi world, recognizes uh, Mike Guy as the best taijutsu um, person in the shinobi world. That's a huge honor. It is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, Mike Guy probably lived the rest of his life thinking that. It's like, wow, Madara said that about me. Well, I, I don't know. Because in, in that moment, Mike Guy seemed kind of serious because he was really trying to kill Madara moment because you don't unlock the eighth gate of death unless you're going to kill someone because the the last time that it was unlocked in the show was mm-hmm. when mike guy's dad uh unlocked the eighth gate and he killed a bunch of the uh legendary uh swordsmen from the hidden mist wow really i didn't know that. that's cool yeah so i'm hoping like if Baruto ever gets serious, like it's supposed to, like it showed at the beginning, very first episode, <laughs> that Rockley will um, unlock the uh, eighth gate of death. 
I've actually seen the first episode of that, and I saw what uh, builds up. I saw the episode. What is supposed to happen? Yeah. That that was pretty interesting. They're nowhere near that from what I can tell. Why? That doesn't make Uh, it. Ugh. I don't know. They just try to do a Shippuden thing too early. (laughs) That sucks. (laughs) But, uh, and then another fight I really enjoy. Uh, uh, what, what was it? I really enjoyed the uh, the Frieza Goku fight. It's oh, about did? I think you it's mean about the four hour long one. Is it is it four hours long? Well, I guess if you watch the oh, the whole thing, I think if you just watch the fight cut down, it's only like thirty minute fight. Yeah, I've heard that without the filler. Yeah, without the filler, it's only thirty minutes, which is yeah, still I've one of the longest anime thing. fights in history. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And and go Dragon Ball Z has some great fights like Gohan versus. Super Saiyan 2 Gohan versus Cell, Perfect Cell, oh, takes my breath away when I saw it as a kid. And every time I see it afterwards. I think the way that ended was pretty great, too. It like, was a real great cap-off to the series, like, if it just were to end there. Yeah, that wouldn't have been so bad. But the, but the people, the fans, wanted more Goku. Well, I mean, there was actually some really cool stuff to that fight between Cell and Super Saiyan 2 Goku. Like, whenever Trunks, uh, not Trunks, excuse me, Cell fires that death beam, or that blast, and it hits Trunks, and then Vegeta just reacts. And oh, he, he just, snaps. Like, feels and he goes, that, yeah. And he goes and attacks Cell, and they're all like, Vegeta, no! That adds to that fight like the gravity to that i think so because it well, throws an emotional because, stake in there as well i mean not just goku dying but you know I, also after that uh vegeta gets bitch slapped out of the way and then gohan he's in the kamehameha with his one arm after cell broke his other one and it was it was vegeta's blast to cell that distracted him enough for gohan to build up enough power to use the kamehameha to completely obliterate cell So you can say without uh, Vegeta, Cell wouldn't have been killed. That adds something too. Let's. That's so cool. I love that. Vegeta. If you, if the listeners can't tell, Vegeta is one of our favorite characters. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Vegeta is a fantastic character. I just hate how they use him as the wharf of uh, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> uh, you know, I. Okay, I can see that. Like, I watched that totally marked video, totally not marked video, and he mentioned that. And then you just kind of notice it after that, you know? Yeah, because it does because, feel like that. Because Vegeta unlocks Super Saiyan, he kills Android 19, almost kills Dro, and then 18 and 17 show up, and 18 breaks his arm, and then then he goes trains for a year, then he goes fights Semi Perfect Cell, almost killing him, and then he lets him absorb 18. And he becomes Perfect Cell, and Perfect Cell wipes the floor with Vegeta, making fun of him after Vegeta shoots his strongest blast ever at him. That's just demoralizing. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't want to talk about Vegeta anymore. That, 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 I'm, my pride is hurt. Well, I, you know, there was a lot of missed potential with Vegeta, but I think they're making up for it. But on top of that, that missed potential adds a lot to the character. And it really makes him into the character that we love today. Like, I actually did love whenever Android 18 broke his arm. I thought that was a great scene. Oh, no, it was cool. When I was a kid, I was like, god damn, they, they cut, they, they, they just broke Vegeta's arm. Fucking tell. 
Because up until that point, like, Vegeta was the strongest character. And then Android 18 and 17 come out, and they just... Oh, he's not the strongest character anymore. And then Piccolo was for a little bit. Oh! If we're, ta- if we're still talking about Dragon Ball Z, did you see... I know you've seen this, but I'm just going to ask anyways. The History of Trunks, the movie. Hell, uh, of course I did. Okay. The fight scene between one-handed Gohan, future Gohan, and 18 and 17... That, that is goes such in. a hard movie to watch. That it is, is actually it's a, a rough. It's, it's probably the roughest uh, anime movie uh, of a of that type of ilk to you watch. You know, to me personally, that it, has like the to- most emotional it's to- scene. It's just a total shift from what Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z was at the time. You know, that's actually not untrue. I can agree with that. Hold on, I take that back. Is one of two most emotional scenes. Oh man, you know what? I take it back. There are a lot of emotional scenes in that show. Like, oh, that show gets emotional. That's for sure. Oh, like, whenever Trunks finds Gohan dead, oh, oh. tears. Oh, and then he becomes Super Saiyan. Yeah, and he goes tears. No. If I could only be stronger. That uh, that was great. Oh, another good anime fight is, uh, you know, some of the stakes in Kengen Ashura is a. Uh, some of those stakes in there are actually kind of interesting because a lot of people in there have some personal stakes, so they kind of make some of the fights personal. My so favorite is it fight... like a gambling show too, where they're voting, they're betting on the fighters. Okay, yes, they, uh, it's corporations betting on their fighters in order to okay, be okay. like uh, the top. Yeah, because my dad watched the show and he was telling me about it, and I'm like, I it's the show and try. You know, Baki season three actually uh, uh, hints. Well, they talk about that that idea of what Ken Ganashita is about. They talk about that very briefly. Oh, and, so are they like in the same universe? I don't think so, but the idea is that 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 happens in that universe, and I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh yeah, well. yeah. You're right. You're right. Because the the dude with the guy in his the hands in his pocket, he's from yes, he's from those underground fights. Yes, that is exactly. The so that's what Ken Ganashita about. is about then. Yes. Like those underground fights where corporations bet on a fighter, yes. And they're and selling there's like actually... real estate and stuff on these fighters and things like that? I, you know, I actually don't remember what they were fighting it for. I think they were, uh, it gives them control or something. To so be... why do the yeah, fighters uh, fight? Uh, because they love fighting. Okay, that, okay. so that, it's just more, another one of those shows of the love of fighting. I, I like those well, kind of stuff because it's simple. Most of them actually do love fighting. However, there are other ones who do have personal stakes in the fights. So, like there is this one fisherman who's like super strong, and uh, he's there because if he doesn't compete, something will happen to that, uh, I think, that little fisherman business that they have. I know that's and he's talking. So anyway, that's really the main reason why. He is in it. And it's actually a pretty good fight. It gets a little emotional. He's fighting this little Muay Thai, really uh, upbeat, happy guy who loves to fight. I, I believe it was Muay Thai. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. However, but it's a fantastic fight because they both land some good blows. But in the end, that guy, his technique is just much better. And uh, the fisherman's raw strength couldn't beat this uh, Muay Thai fighter's. Like technique and strength, but I'm not, uh, there was a certain technique to the the fisherman, so I can't say there was no technique, but it wasn't martial arts. Technique. 
was your strength and precision mostly on the fisherman's part. That was one of my favorite fights. And then Fang versus, oh crap, I forgot his name. But Fang, which is like the top fighter in the Ken Ashida matches, and then versus the top fighter in like the, uh, I think it's in their world, their MMA world basically. And that was a great fight because it shows you how smart, the, not Fang, how smart the other guy was and that they had a very, that, I wouldn't say equal pretty, ability. That sounds pretty interesting. No, that fight. That okay. Out of uh, there are a lot of good fights in that, but that one is so probably how my far favorite. into the show is this fight? Uh, it is let's see, second season. Oh, okay, so okay. How many seasons is this show so far? Just two. Yeah, I I hope they release a season three because I really want to see the the resolution of everything. I want to see where it all goes. I should just read the manga, but I, I want to watch the anime. First. Oh, that reminds me. My Hero Academia has some really cool fights. Deku versus Baku. Boku no Demia. Boku no Hero Academia. Boku no Hero Academia. Yeah, but what, which one? You said you're talking about the Deku versus uh, Bakugo second fight? Yes. And then there's also. Right All Might versus All for One? That one's pretty good. Uh, let's yeah. see. Uh, yeah, that one actually, I love the way that one ends because it, because it's so much power. It so it leads on for so much of the next what's to come for the show because yes. there's no more. The number one hero is no longer the beacon of, uh, of gentle criminal versus Deku. That I yeah. love that fight because gentle, I, I, which that was towards that. It's it's in season four, and it's basically just. Okay, so Gentle Criminal, you know, I'll, I'll explain. Gentle Criminal is just this guy who films, like, him doing illegal activities because he's trying to make a following. I, I'm simplifying it, and he has a little assistant who loves him because she feels like he's the only person who actually noticed her, kind of, and wasn't mean to her. Uh-huh. And his quirk, it, it's a really weird one. He can kind of, like, make... Oh, it's really hard to explain. But, uh, how do I explain that quirk? It's like air pockets. It's like these solid air pockets that he can just, like, fly into and then bounce off. Oh, so like a cyclone, almost. Uh, like, he can just make platforms out of air. And I'm, you know, that is a very wrong description to anybody. You feel free. I'm just trying to find a way to describe it off the top of my head. And her quirk is that... Uh, she can, whoever she loves the most, okay, her quirk is, whoever she loves gets a power boost, and the more she loves them, the stronger they get, and she loves him so much, like, uh, Deku has the power up to, like, I think, eight just to beat him. Wow. Yeah, he's actually, like, with that power boost, he's actually very strong, however, is it only a temporary power, temporary power boost? And he nearly beats Deku, and it's just a—it's a I'll have, to, I'll have to watch this one. This it's a—it's a really good fight because you know uh, Deku has to use everything he's learned at that point, or else if you know UA has another incident with villains, then they're just gonna cut off. They're gonna—I forgot what they're gonna do. It's been a bit since I saw it, and uh, basically, it's not gonna be good for anyone. They're gonna lock down the school. But Gentle Criminal thinks it's going to be a fantastic thing to do and get some recognition. 
So the stakes are pretty high for both of them, mostly because, you know, Gentle Criminal has a backstory, and they go into that as to why he's doing it. It is pretty interesting. You sympathize with him. No, actually, you empathize with him. And uh, there's just some stakes to it. I'm not going to get into it. I think people should watch it. It's really good. Gentle Criminal, fantastic well, you've, character. Well, you sold me. I'm definitely going to watch it. It's So far, it's one of my favorite fights. Uh, okay. Also... Another fight that I really wanted to see that they didn't get into. Do you remember the, uh, what was it? Uh, whenever they're going to get their hero cards, basically. Yeah. And uh, Todoroki, and uh, I forgot his name. The control. Yeah, the guy who can control wind. That guy's yeah. actually got very good character design. And they start oh, fighting. I like the way he and looks. Then... cool look for him. And, and yeah, I agree. And Gang Orca comes out. Oh yeah, Gang Orca's yeah. fucking badass. Oh, I know, right? And then Deku, just as just about just as he's about to like punch him, like the everything stops. So we never get to see. And the thing that really gets me and why I want to see it is because Gang Orca recognizes Doria or Deku, and it kind of makes you wonder why. Because now I wanted to see what he could do against like yeah, a top hero. I mean, yeah. Orca, he's number, what, 10 or something? I think 10 or 9, one of those. Okay. And he, he, he has all the powers of an Orca. <laughs> <laughs> his, his design's pretty great, yeah. And, and, I, what, 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 was his, what was his rank again? He, he was called the most looking, the hero that looked the most like a villain? Yeah, I think he was number one. Because he does kind of look like a villain. Like whenever yeah, he, he gets does. serious, like, when he gets yeah, like when he was like, "I'm gonna get real serious with this," and he brings out all the bad guys with him. Yeah. Oh, that kind of remind me of Power Rangers in that moment. I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking oh, of Power Rangers, did you know Power Rangers is two shows put together? Uh, yeah. There was the the all the all the stuff where they're in costume is actually the Japanese. Yeah, it's a Japanese show. Yeah, that that I thought that was funny. Actually, you know what's weird? So there's a game, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. It's a fighting yeah. game. It's really good. It's really? actually solid. It's so really? good. What's it's it fun. for? Yeah, it, I think it's on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation Four. And what I like is oh, it's okay. cross-platform. So if I wanted to play somebody who has it on Xbox, I could. Or PC. What about PC? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I think so. But I know it's between PlayStation and Xbox right now. So possibly, more than likely, yes. You just have to be in, like, I think the same room. Okay. You know, like, like chat room, basically. Yeah, like, I, get, I get what you mean. It's, it's really fun, and they have a good tutorial on there. And anybody who wants to check it out, I fully recommend it, because I have a lot of fun with it. Nice. I'll have to, what's it called again? Power for the Grid? Battle for the grid, yeah. Battle it's cool. Okay. It's really cool. <laughs> I don't know why. It, it's <laughs> kind of weird, but you can do some really good combos. I mean, I went in there, did the tutorial, and I was just knowing that stuff. Like, the combo system's pretty good, and it flows really well. As you can Not tell, gonna... Asa really likes fighting games. Uh, recently, I got into them past year and i'm not fantastic but i love to play them and i still can't do those really high combos and playing dragon ball fighters but in dragon ball well, fighters now, who well, can't do those really high combos? playstation 2 emulator like i was talking about at the beginning of the podcast i'm going to uh start putting some uh 
Budokai Tenkaichi and Budokai 3 on my channel. Dude, Budokai Tenkaichi 3 is a, is a great game. Oh, man. What are some other good fights? Oh, man, I'm not uh, The, bu- the Bucky <laughs> slap fight I really enjoy. I really enjoy that fight. No, why do you like that one? I'm not. That's not a bad fight. I thought it was cool to see Baki fighting his body. Yeah, I, I just because that. that, that's the first time we see Baki really fight. Yes, that's actually a good point. Yeah, because before we we Baki doesn't fight the whole first season. Really, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, the that whole does first suck. They really do fight. withhold it on. They really yeah, do withhold it they, on. Baki. They really teased you with it. Be like, oh, Baki's the best fighter. You see a little glimpse of it at the first episode. And that's it. And the rest you know of the season, it's all about Dorian. That's which I don't fair, mind. I like, uh, I like Dorian. Well, that's a fair thing, I guess. You know, because up until that, that was the maximum tournament arc was the previous arc before that one. And you got to see Baki fight everybody and beat Jack Hanna. That. <sighs> but this I is the Netflix show that. I'm watching. I didn't watch the original Baki the Grappler. I haven't either, but uh, that's why I want them to animate it. Because if they animated it with the current stuff that they're doing, dude, people would... Oh, those were great fights. I'll have to go back and swatch it. Plus, I think it'd be really cool if they uh, reanimated his fight with Gaia and Hanayama. Because his fight with Hanayama and the mom really, really good. Because they talk about how strong Hanayama is, or how strong his grip is. And you know what's weird is he's only 15 whenever they fight. Hanayama, even though Hanayama looks like he's in his 20s. <laughs> and, uh, Hanayama is a bro, though. I'm just going to throw that out there. Total bro. Well, I won't get into it. That's kind of spoilerish, but just he was really cool to Baki after they fought. And that's why I like it. Showed like a, a side to Hanayama that you really wouldn't expect him being a Yakuza member, but it's understandable. Well, they kind of showed that in the anime that Hanayama was uh, very friendly with Baki. Oh yeah, you know I forgot about that. Yeah, he does. He does stop Spec, but I think he wanted to fight yeah. Spec, the person. Oh, so he probably kicks Spec's more. fucking ass. Uh, that that's actually a really good fight too. Now, Spec I, versus I'm excited, for, I'm, ex- I'm excited for this next season of Baki, because I believe it's going to be called Revenge Tokyo, Tokyo Revenge or something, because that's how the season three ended, with that, with, that was the last words of the season, and um, it showed all the inmates, they were, I, I guess synchronicity is happening again, because all the inmates are training again, after being that's defeated, good. so they're, I guess they're looking to get defeated again, I guess. Because Dorian, even though he's like half retarded, he's he's doing squats for eighteen hours. I didn't see hold, that. Hold, holding a position for eight. It's the last episode of season three. You know, I there's a possibility that uh, he could come back. That'd be really cool. Another well, another thing I'd what, like to see. Well, that's what the police commissioner thinks. He from Japan. You know, the police commissioner from Japan. He thinks yeah, that they're all that. getting ready to fight again. That'd be pretty Cause cool. Because they're, they're like for. Uh, Doyle, I think. Is Doyle the one that went blind? Yeah. Okay, so he, what he did, well, back in prison, he slapped his eardrums till they burst. What? I didn't see yeah, that because, last because, because he gained he gained something that, that he wouldn't have had if he lost. He gained something from losing sight, so he's like, what else can I gain from losing my hearing? 
and he was able to grab. He, he after losing his hearing and his sight, he was able to grab a. He had ultimate touch. He was able to grab a bat out of thin air. I'll I'll watch it. That sounds pretty cool. It's really fucking cool. But this next season shit of Baki should be really good. I feel like we've yeah, been loving so, on Baki. Oh, because we, Baki, well, because we, I was just watching Baki before this podcast. I'm pretty sure you. I was too. too. Yeah, I yeah. was. I've I've watched that season like twice, and this will be my third I've wa- time. I've watched fights from that season a couple times. I haven't watched it's, the whole season yet. Oh, I love like, it so over much. Again. I watched the whole season, but not over again. I think that 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 season is just the, you know, it's really what Baki is all about, and that's why I love it so much. Okay, here here's one fight uh, in Code Geass. When when Suzaku first shows up in his uh, in his new nightmare, uh, oh yeah, that one's what, cool. The Lancelot, really, I love the way the Lancelot it, like it it floats through combat. It fights like I, a, it fights like it's a like it's a real human being, and not a machine. Oh, I like, yeah, that's actually really cool. What was great about that is, like I said, I was reading Thirty Three Strategies of War whenever I, I was I saw that scene and his that whole idea of what. Suzaku did is like the Blitzkrieg warfare. He just went yeah, well, he was just, and just he started was just taking him out. He was just trying to end the fight. That was actually really cool. I do like that. Too. That's what that's Suzaku's whole character is. He wants to re reform from the inside. Yeah, that's actually that's very apparent from whenever uh, Zero tries to convince him to, to join uh, him. Yes, and then he's like, "No, it can be changed from the inside." And that's and he's like, "I'm gonna go back buried. to my execution." Yes, it's like they're just gonna kill you. <laughs> Hit, uh, let me just say, Code Geass's English voice actor for Lelouch is really good. I think that's a very fitting voice. Oh, he's a great voice. I I love and I I hear he he plays Doyle in um, Baki. Really? Yeah. Oh, I never put those two together. Yep, the voice actor Lelouch is uh, Doyle and Baki. Cool. I I I was listen, I, I was watching because I didn't watch the I didn't watch the first half of season two and I watched I watched season one in the first half of season two, um, and subbed and then you told me the voice acting was really good on the dub so I was like I'll give it a try and I, then I watched the rest of this season two dubbed and I was listening to Doyle's voice and I was like that's Lelouch. And then I looked up on IMDb, and I was like, God damn, it really is the guy that played the Lelouch. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, I do like, I think both are really good. Like, that sub. And I, I can't wait until season three is dubbed. I was, I but, was, because I, I, I'd never heard uh, Dorian's voice in dub till today, because I didn't watch the first season dubbed. And mm-hmm. I prefer Dorian's voice subbed. Really? Yeah. I think that the way uh, I think I've heard it once. I'll go back and watch it because now I'm curious. I really did like Dorian's for the English. So what's, another, what's another anime fight that you really enjoy? Right now, I've just been sticking. Most of the anime fights to me that stick out have been just mostly the stuff I see in box. Have Have you ever you watched? Know, uh, have you ever watched Samurai Shampoon or um, Afro Samurai? No. Oh man, those sword the sword fights in those shows are amazing. You know what? I just thought of something. I don't what? know if you're familiar. Yeah, you're familiar with Lone Wolf and Cub. That was a manga, yeah, yeah, yeah. As well, you, you, that show you, should yeah. be animated. Yeah, why isn't it animated? I don't know, but that would be so good. 
What was it that we watched then? Was it a live action movie or something? Yeah, uh, yeah, the movies are fantastic. Okay, okay. They're classic. Well, if you want, you can watch a Rick and Morty little skit where they combined uh, Lolo the Cub and another samurai anime together and did a and did a Rick and Morty version of it. That's actually that's so it, cool. I love the it's fact very that they're well animated. It. Those are fantastic movies to anybody who uh, wants to get into something. Samurai yeah, movies. Yeah, he was big... he was reading Lone Wolf and the Cub in high school, and he let me borrow the manga, and whew, it was awesome. It's good. It's good. It's most like most of the manga is just the way the most of the manga is just him taking on different, uh, different. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Hits, basically, if you want to say. Oh, that. I know one you can talk about: Berserker. Oh, Berserk? Yeah. Huh, that's actually not a bad idea. I actually don't watch that one for the uh, the action. Well, there is some good action in it. Uh, and, but I don't really watch it for that, personally. Oh, uh, that's fair, that's fair. Uh, the story, though. The story's fantastic. Oh, the story's great. I read, I read you, had, you let me borrow the first... Uh, how, many, how many of the chapters did you have? You had the first two books or three books? I had the first five ones. Okay, well, I think you let me borrow the first three. That's actually a goal of mine, to buy all of those, because uh, I'd really love to. It's expensive, and they're actually just that they're releasing Berserk in, like, these giant leather bound, or, like, these giant uh, special edition uh, covers for them. And, then, you know, it's three apiece, and it might be cheaper in the long run. I don't know, but they definitely look better. Okay. However, so is it is it, it like uh, uh so what what makes them look better? You just ha- you have to see it because it's like black. It just says berserk, and then it has. Oh, is it kind of like the uh, Death Note black books? Yeah, you know, yeah, you got the idea, but you'd have to see it. It's berserk. Okay. Yeah, you have the idea. Because Death Note has a black book version of itself of its uh, of its manga as well. I'm actually thinking about rereading that. Ah, I'm rewatching Death Note right now with my little sister. Oh, dude, yeah, we were talking. <laughs> okay, let's talk about fight scenes. Oh, uh, we could that talk- scene. We-, we could talk about the battle of the mind. And- yeah, like, <laughs> oh, dude, that second episode. Uh, that second Death episode Note's goes fantastic. off. Where, where uh. first he introduces himself as Lindell Taylor, and he's like, "I'm going to capture you, Kira." Uh, he-, he doesn't have a name yet. His name's not Kira yet, is it? Uh, they do label him as Kira. But oh, okay, they did label him as Kira? Okay. I mean, well, the people have. Okay. Well, did the police force label him as Kira? I don't know. I'll look into it. I actually I, don't I, I just watched the episode, and I can't, I can't remember. And that's, yeah, one of my okay. fa- that's one of my favorite animes. I watched that uh, when I was younger. I think I watched it back in middle school, whenever it was on Adult Swim. Uh, I didn't watch it until, like, maybe a year or two ago. Well, you read it first, didn't you? Yeah. So you read it in high school, but you didn't decide to watch it till just a year ago? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't even know why I picked it back up first. But I just, it just looked like it was good. And I prob- I've probably seen that in five, and which is terrible for me to say. And I can't remember if the task force uh, called him Kira or not, or if L called him Kira. But that's a fantastic scene. I think scene. L may have called him Kira. That's a, that, is, that in itself is just a great, great 
great scene because the way the voice acting and the English dub is great. I haven't watched the sub. There I are though the there, sub either. I've been thinking about watching the sub for that show. Though there is his laugh in the sub, I think is really good. Like oh really? It's a I think more his sinister. laugh in the dub is really good too. Oh, there's a scene. Uh, I think it's in those movies where they, uh, you know, the movies that just kind of the Japanese oh, ones. No, no, no. You know the movies. Oh, of the se- of the series of where they took season one and made it into a movie, and season two and made it into a movie. Yes. So um, uh, there's a scene in there where they're at Elle's funeral, and his laugh in that one I think is is. I like his laugh in the sub much. You haven't got that far in Kogias yet, so you haven't heard Lelouch's laugh yet, have you? Does he really laugh? Oh, yes, he does. And it, it's a sinister laugh. It's really The voice actor for Lelouch does a great laugh for him. Huh, that'd be interesting. I'm now because I'm down. It, because it's in those type of scenarios where you're putting it all on the line... Like in Breaking Bad, for instance, he does a scene where he la- where he breaks out laughing because once you're against the wall, what else can you do when you're against the wall and you have no other options? You laugh uncontrollably. That's not. A- I'll send you a video later. There's actually an interesting video about Kira's laugh. Okay. Uh, well, it's- we're at a little over fifty minutes. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm pretty happy. I know that we got a little. I'm happy. Lengthy, I'm happy. But, uh, I, I'm fine with what we're, we're happy. I'm fine with where we are. Yeah, I am too. I'm actually. Uh, I'm very happy. And uh, I know we got a little ranty, but it happens. Yeah, especially about the uh, Michael like Jackson uh, fight game. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. We'll eventually beat that dead horse enough. Yeah, you know what? I think I'm just going to lay it on the line here. And that's it for the Cool Beans Podcast. Thank you for joining me and Asa. We'll see you next time. Peace.